You're listening to the Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 32. Since I receive a ton of questions and comments from followers on social media, I'm going to dig into the best, the wildest, and the wackiest ones I've received on TikTok to answer them and give you all of my best recommendations from everything from health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, mindset, weight loss, and what you can be doing to reach your goals. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving, so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect Podcast, and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. The Butterfly Effect podcast is brought to you by The Sweat Effect. If you haven't checked out all of my new weight loss programs at thesweateffect.com lately, you should. You won't be disappointed. And if you love delicious tasting protein bars that also happen to be low calorie, then Built Bars are the answer. My clients love reaching their goals while eating foods that actually taste good, and Built Bars are my number one recommendation for them. If you'd like to try them, use promo code SWEATEFFECT to receive a discount on your order as well as free shipping. Welcome to episode number 32. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a nutrition and weight loss coach helping my clients reach their goals by eating everyday foods without restricting food groups with my online program, The Sweat Effect. I know I have to address the elephant in the room, and that is the fact that my last episode was over a year ago. I apologize for that. I'm sure most of you follow me on some sort of social media anyways and know that I didn't have any sort of life-changing event like a baby or a divorce or a big move or a death or anything, thank God. But I've spent the last year changing things around with my business and quite frankly, the podcast took a back seat. So I am so sorry to disappoint. There's no hot goss around here, nothing that's gonna, you know, make you jump out of your seat. But we did make it to Dubai and I mean, we were supposed to be in Egypt, but after a last minute flight change in London and restrictions happening in Egypt, like while we were on our way traveling there, we ended up just taking a vacation in Dubai instead. So that was a bucket list item anyway. So that was pretty cool. Um, nothing, anything crazy either. Like a few other travels here and there throughout the year. We finished riding out the pandemic, uh, fairly unscathed and we renovated part of our home. We also toyed with the idea of selling it and moving, but then we squashed that idea and we got into a really good groove with our tiny home Airbnb finally. So essentially you are caught up now. But today I'm going to take a bunch of questions and comments from my recent influx of followers on TikTok. And, and it actually still blows my mind that almost 160,000 people follow me on there. And I'm incredibly grateful for... Ingrateful? No, I am incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. <laughs> but I hope that one day that I look back on this episode and see how far I've come from there even. Because we just getting started, baby. But I'm just going to jump right in and let me tell you, I have received some wild comments on TikTok. Like the people on there, they're insane. Like the crazy ones are insane. Um, I'm not going to go into any of those ones, but 
essentially they love to call me an idiot on there. So, you know, whatever floats your boat, but the people that I help are amazing. And I'm starting to build this incredible community with the people on there too. So I do love that because TikTok is a different beast than like Instagram or anything like that. So it took me a little bit to get used to it. Um, You get used to the hate comments, surprisingly. But I mean, if you're not getting hate comments, you're not doing something right. So I mean, I guess that's where it was. I actually gained uh, like 60,000 followers within three days because one video I made about what to order at Burger King when you're in a pinch on your weight loss journey went viral. The last I checked, I think it was like two and a half million views on it. Thousands of comments. I didn't even, I haven't even gone through them all and I probably won't. It just because I'm like, I'm kind of over that now. But yeah, it was wild, wild. And that is just how like the power of social media, because I've gained so many amazing followers from it and clients. And I mean, that's why I do what I do. Like I I'm out here trying to help people. So yeah, like let's just get into some of these comments because there are really good ones too. I'm sorry to disappoint that I'm not going to give you all the ones. Maybe I should do an episode just reading mean people thing, mean things people say to me on the internet. You guys can let me know. (laughs) Get, find my social media somewhere um, and tell me, should I do an episode of this podcast where I just read mean things that people say to me on the internet? (laughs) I think it'll be hilarious. Okay. Question slash comment number one. When you lose weight, do you have to count calories forever to maintain it or just eat healthy foods three to four times a day? I've talked about the word healthy forever. It is a freaking buzzword. Like what even means healthy anymore? Is it because you eat lots of avocado and you, you know, are eating meat and vegetables and you consider that healthy, but then the next person's like, well, if you're not eating hormone-free meats and organic vegetables, then you're not eating healthy at all, you trash pig. So the word healthy can mean anything to anybody. And someone who eats sugar can be eating healthy. And someone who just eats in moderation on a balanced diet and leads a healthy life can be eating healthy. So like, I, I just don't like the word. I don't like the word. Like health is a broad spectrum of things. And to just eat quote unquote healthy foods three to four times a day, you will not maintain your weight because weight loss, These, if you've listened to the podcast before or been on my social media, weight loss is based on a calorie deficit. You can overeat calories in your quote unquote healthy foods. You can overeat avocado and whatever special oil you cook your food in and steak. And I don't know if you even consider potatoes healthy or unhealthy because there is so much garbage and food fears out there that I don't actually think that anybody knows what a healthy food is. I think honestly, the one that they will all agree on is avocados and Other people would be like, peanut butter for sure. But no, but then it needs to be nut butter because I don't know what you guys hate about peanuts. But, you know, so no, Um, no, you don't have to count calories forever. But no, just eating healthy foods three to four times a day is not going to cause you to keep your weight loss results. You need to learn. And this is why my clients specifically, this does not mean it's for everyone 
count their calories and track their and weigh their food because they are learning about food. So then they know a general idea how many calories are in things and how, you know, if they're striving to reach a certain amount of protein a day, they kind of get a good idea how, what they need to be eating at all their meals to reach that protein goal. They learn portion sizes. We live in a society that calorically dense foods are everywhere. They are so tempting. They are so satisfying. And the food industry markets them this way because they want you to buy their products and they want you to overeat on them. So even though something is marketed as healthy, it can have a lot of calories in it. So the bottom line, and it it doesn't matter how you get to this point in your weight loss journey, if you are not eating your calories in some sort of moderation, and that doesn't mean starving yourself, then you're not going to maintain your weight loss results. And also know that weight maintenance is more of a range um, and weight can fluctuate, you know, between five to 10 pounds, probably within this range, because there are going to be times when you're more active than you were at one point, And there are other times and seasons that you're going to be less active. Um, so, I mean, weight's probably going to fluctuate if we're kind of used to eating in the same range in during those seasons. And that is okay. And so we might need to adjust our intake and maybe we don't, and we just let it even out. But I I guess be okay with weight fluctuating and be okay with eating more sometimes and eating less sometimes. Um, But just, we need to get to know our bodies more. And I think that is the main thing when it comes to this. It's not that, okay, I ended my weight loss journey and now I know that 2,200 calories is my maintenance calories because I work out five times a week and I get 10,000 steps a day. Keep in mind, I'm just throwing these numbers out there. This isn't anyone inspired in particular. But if you are thinking that 2000 calories is your forever maintenance calories, and then you start to gain weight and you're wondering, well, what happened? Well, maybe you're not moving around as much as you used to, or something has changed in your life. And so we need to think of our maintenance calories kind of as a range as well, and be okay with our weight fluctuating a bit. So A roundabout answer to that question is no, you don't have to count calories forever. And no, eating healthy foods three to four times a day will not help you maintain your goal weight. Um, Sorry. Okay, next question. How do I figure out my calories that I need for weight loss? Oh, you guys, I got this question so many times on social media. And you know what I did? I went and filmed a freaking free masterclass on it. You can go onto my website, thesweateffect.com, and you can find it on there for free, absolutely no cost. Watch it, and it will tell you how to calculate calculate your calories because everybody's are different. So people will straight up ask me on social media, what are my calories? Like I'm this tall and I move around this way, like how much, and I weigh this much and I eat this much as like, what are you, what are you talking about? Everybody is different. Like go watch the masterclass. People are also super lazy. And it's like, I don't know, a 15 or 20 minute video to like help you figure out your calorie deficit for fat loss, as well as like how to get started and set up with my fitness pal. But people are just so freaking lazy. Like, 
I can like literally, it's like, please come to my house and cook the foods for me and grocery shop and put the food in my mouth and then I will lose weight. Like, sorry, sis. That's not how this works. So yeah, go to thesweateffect.com. I've linked it on in my Instagram bio, in my uh, TikTok bio. Click on the link, get the freebie, get the masterclass, watch it, and there you go. Um, This one was an interesting one. How do you fight cravings at night? Like there could be a couple different things going on with this person because obviously I don't know what their food intake looks like, but cravings can come from a couple different things. Um, One, you could not be, you know, eating enough earlier in the day. A lot of times people are like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cut calories by fasting. Don't get me wrong. I love a good fast. I'm not a breakfast eater, so it's fine. I have a coffee in the morning and then I don't have my first like meal of the day until like probably 11 o'clock and it's like a brunch. So you don't have to eat breakfast to be successful. But if you find that later at night you are craving things because you didn't have a balanced breakfast or tried to fast too long during, you know, in the morning, you can very quickly overeat your calorie deficit by having these cravings and snacking at night. Another thing that could be happening, um, you know, you're not eating enough protein, uh, yeah, just not enough calories in general. Uh, quite a few things could be happening. So one of the things, there is a study out there that says that like, you know, starting your day with a balanced breakfast, carbs, fats, and protein, um, will help with cravings later on in the day. But like I said, that does not necessarily mean that works for you. Sometimes fasting works for people, but I don't know, you need to try eating more protein. Maybe you're eating too low fat of a diet and you're just like hungry. So many different things. So yeah, I would balance my day a little bit better, increase my protein intake and try that. Uh, this question was, how many times do I walk and work out? Um, well, I walk every day. I have dogs, but even if I didn't, I would. I love getting around lately, you know, 11 to 12,000 steps a day. I'm going through one of my little, you know, fat loss phases right now. It, it's nothing that like we, we had a great summer and it wasn't that we were just, we just like kind of did, you know, we weren't pressured by any certain standards of anything and, and had like a great summer smoked a lot of meat on our trigger. <laughs> and, and it's not like we overeat, but like you guys like briskets and prime ribs and stuff are very calorically dense. And that's what, again, where I talk about that range for, you know, my maintenance calories. So it's like, okay, I had a good summer and now I got to like tighten things back up again. Um, one, I just, I feel better. I, I move better when I weigh a little bit less. So also like, we're not judging anybody like for fluctuating weights. And I think it's also good for me to show my clients that I can also adhere to exact the exact same things that they do. So um, I always try for 10,000 steps, like normally always walk my dogs, minimum 45 minute walk every day. Uh, plus I will hop on my treadmill desk and, you know, hit those extra steps on there while I'm working. But also it's bad for you to sit so long. Like my back, if 
if you know me, my back is super messed up. If I sit too long, it's messed up. Messed up. Has been for 20 some years. So like, yeah, I need to walk and it's good for you. Our bodies were meant to be moving and not meant to be sitting around. So like figure it out get those steps in somehow, whether you want to lose weight or not, it's just good for your body. And I work out five times a week. Um, I'm not doing competitive CrossFit right now, just doing some CrossFit classes, which is exactly what I want. And you know what it gives me time to do? It gives me time to do things like this, like record another podcast. So yeah, it's again, getting that blood flow going also to my back is fantastic. I don't do any movements that are bad for it or like, you know, um, we'll put it in a bad spot right now. So, which is hard coming from someone who loved to be a little bit competitive with CrossFit. Um, if you know me, like just a year ago, like that's why we were traveling to Egypt is because we had qualified to compete in and represent Canada in the functional fitness um, like worldwide competition. And when the restrictions changed mid air before we got to London, England, then we were like, wow, we just spent how many months training specifically for this event. And I guess that's not happening. And that's where I made the decision that I was like, you know, I'm going to shift my focus a little bit. I really want to like feel better, get things better with my back. Um, they're not a hundred percent right now, but you know, I'm on the right path. So that's good. And plus I just didn't find it as exciting anymore to be training by myself. I was putting in at least two hours a day at the gym and yeah, like I just, I didn't have time for other things like this. And another thing that I want to do is start up my YouTube channel again, get some vlogs out there. That was fun. I actually repost my TikToks on there to reels. And I saw somebody the other day being like, my goal is to get 500 subscribers on YouTube. And I was like, oh, I wonder how many subscribers I have. And I do have 500 subscribers on YouTube. And I don't even post anything with like actual like YouTube substance on there. So it's like, maybe I should start doing that. And by spending a little less time in the gym, I can focus on you guys and putting out content and growing my business that way. So (laughs) that was a very long answer to how many... (laughs) times a week. Do I walk and work out? I walk seven days a week at 10,000 plus steps and I work out. Today I am going on a 7k hike with a friend. The two, my two bigger dogs, my great Dane and my black lab are going to come with us. My little Bichon Shih Tzu, who's like 15 now. He just, that's too much for him. I don't think it has a lot of uphill, but I actually don't know on all trails, like says that it's moderate. So I guess we'll see. we and my great Dane had hurt her knee too, um, this past year. So we hadn't been taking her on very much uphill and really like we got her like pet steps to like walk into up and into my Jeep instead of like jumping in there. And like, oh, it was just poor gal, poor gal, but she seems to be doing a lot better. So yeah, we're going to try a little bit longer of a hike and I don't think it's got much for incline, but stay tuned. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll definitely be sharing my thoughts on it. Okay. So next question is, I love sweets. What are good recipes? You guys, if you are not checking out my recipes on the sweateffect.com, I'm going to say the sweateffect.com about 20 times during this podcast. So get used to it. Go to my website, 
I test out recipes. I put the bangers on there. <laughs> Sometimes, oh man, lately I've been filming someone and tried them and been like, wow, this tastes like absolute garbage. I tried protein fluff and I was recording it and it was just like a train wreck and it tasted atrocious and it was not good. So I put them, yeah, on my Instagram reels, my TikToks and the ones that are the creme de la creme make it onto my website. So go under there. It's under the tips and recipes. So many of them, so many ones with like, you know, to help with cravings. Um, another thing that I do for sweets, people that love sweets, I actually do tell them to get built bars because they are only 150 or 160 calories. And people who have chocolate cravings and stuff, they're just like, yes, that hit the spot. So like eating a chocolate bar doesn't have that like gross whey flavor. I know some people don't like the texture. I personally just don't love protein bars that taste so much like whey. It just is not good for me, but these do a really good job. So those are my two answers to that. Um, this one, finally, someone teaching me about calorie adaptation. I have plateaued even with walking three to five times a week. And if I'm lucky getting 1200 calories per day, how do I get the scale moving again? So I did a video on why you're not losing weight anymore. And I talked about calorie adaptation and the short form of that is, you know, you have been eating in your calorie deficit for too long and you're not losing weight. So as we get smaller, we do need to continually like adjust our calories down because our body down regulates to adapt to the amount of calories that we're bringing in. And we start getting used to the calories that we're eating. Our body is smart and then we won't lose any more weight. So yes, calorie adaptation is a real thing. So if you have plateaued and you're only eating 1200 calories a day, walking three to five times a week, So there's only two options, either burn more calories or eat less calories. Your third option, which is the option that I prefer, is to take a diet break and build your calories back up um, to maybe what your maintenance calories were. Sit there for a while and then go back down um, into a 300 to 500 calorie deficit from those numbers. So if you're eating 1200 and you work back up to 2000 calories, that used to be your maintenance calories. Then after you've sat there for a while, healed your metabolism a bit, then you can maybe drop back down to 1500 calories. Like those, I don't know anything about this person. Like they could be 75 years old for all I know. Um, but like my clients, I don't, I don't start them at any less than 1500 calories even if you are older, because then we have nowhere to go from there. We like, you know, if you, if you start somebody at 1200 calories, how are you going to adjust for that? It's, you're already pretty much at the bottom. Like nobody should be having to eat a thousand calories a day. And yes, I know that everybody is different, but honestly, if you're taking care of your health and you are trying to get some walking in and things like that, you should not have to start at that low. So yeah, those are your options. And I prefer the diet break. And now you're going to say, well, how long do I have to take a diet break for? It depends. It depends on the person and it depends, you know, what your metabolism is doing. So 
I would suggest working with a professional one-on-one to help you reach your goals. Do you like that little plug? Um, but no, but seriously, you need to work with a nutrition coach and have them help you with that if you don't know what to do. Plus, I do find if you're already at 1200 and you know, you're doing everything else right, it's just like you are probably not in the right mindset to bring those calories up and gain a little bit of weight back because you're trying so hard right now to lose weight and people get a little obsessed with it. And recently I had some people who were like a little too obsessed um, with it. Like I don't, I don't want to say like ED type obsessed, but um, the, some food fears were real for sure. So yeah, work with someone, have someone guide you. If you are at this point, you've probably led yourself astray a little bit. Okay. Next question. Is it possible to lose weight without tracking everything? I don't think I have the energy to be meticulous. It is 100% possible to lose weight without tracking everything. You don't even have to track at all. Um, it's based on how many calories you're taking in. And if you can find a way to moderate your portions and your calories, so you're in your calorie deficit, like not eating so low as my 1200 calorie per day gal to start out with a hundred percent, you're going to see weight loss results. That's kind of why people were like, (laughs) like some people liked keto, right? They were eating a high fat, moderately high protein diet. And when that happens, you should be feeling so full. You can't, you don't even want to eat anything else because you're going to puke. You are so satisfied because fat is super rich in filling proteins filling and you're, you're just, you're so full. You don't want to eat anything. However, if you were like me, I love eating and I can eat a super fat rich meal and still pack some more food down in there. I am not really great at reading my hunger cues. Um, I just love food. I love it so much. So that is why keto doesn't work for a lot of people because they just keep, they, you can just overeat the calories because fat is over two times as much calorically dense as protein and as carbohydrates. So there are four calories for every gram of carbohydrates that a food contains. There are four calories for every gram of protein that a food contains. And there are nine calories for every gram of fat that a food contains. So it's just smaller portions, but very calorically dense. And that is why some people struggle with with eating keto. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're in ketosis, if you're eating too many calories, like (laughs) everyone who's like, wow, I can eat bacon and cheese and eggs and steak. I love those things. And then they're like, I'm in ketosis, but I'm not losing any weight. It's like, yeah, you still probably are eating 3000 calories. And you know, for most people, that's not a calorie deficit. (laughs) So keep that in mind. If that's, I love the saying, if you have tried a diet like keto or paleo or Weight Watchers and it worked for you the first time and you have to, are trying it again and again, maybe it didn't really work. 
So weight fluctuations, fine. Losing 30 pounds and gaining back 40, I'm sorry, it didn't work. You need to find a different diet. It was too restrictive and you are just were like, I can't do it anymore. I reached my goal. Then you went back to your old ways of eating because you had been cutting out carbs and you love carbs. The other funny thing with a lot of people don't know is that when you're eating like high amounts of protein, that they can actually be converted into glucose. So people who do eat, you know, low carb, but high protein or like high protein on a keto diet is like, you're spending all this time avoiding carbs when the high amounts of protein that you're eating are being turned into glucose anyways, like just eat carbs and they're delicious. Like unless you have some sort of intolerance or just don't like them, then it's probably not the diet for you because you are not going to be able to stick to it long term. So just keep that in mind. You like a diet is a way that we eat. It is not a restriction of something just to lose weight. And then we go back to eating our old habits. So if you're forcing yourself to eat one way just to lose weight and you're like, I can't wait until this is over, you're looking at it as a challenge instead of a lifestyle, you're going to gain the weight back. So, and people who are like doing keto right now, I'm like, oh my God, but I'm down like 30 pounds. It's like, yep. And I want you to be able to keep that weight off. I truly do. Do not get me wrong. But the chances are that it's not going to happen. If you are just craving foods that you can't have and you're looking at this as a challenge that is going to be over when you hit your goal weight or that you're following for three months or whatever, find a style of eating that you like that you can work into your everyday life. Bottom line. Um, next question. Can you eat too much protein for too long? So that kind of feeds into what I was talking about. Um... I mean, honestly, you can safely eat up to your body weight in grams of protein is what like my clients could do. Like, I don't know, for guys, uh, let's use my husband, for instance, he's 200 pounds ish. So he could eat 200 grams of protein. Obviously, numbers are skewed for obese people. I would not recommend someone eating, you know, 300 grams of protein, but you know, for myself, I eat my body weight in protein, which is around 155, 160 grams of protein every day. Um, is it necessary? No, but I like it because I've, it's filling. Um, if you're eating a higher protein diet by simply digesting protein, you're actually using more calories. So that's a plus. And, you know, besides it making you feel more satisfied, it also, you know, if you're doing some sort of resistance training. It's going to help you, you know, build muscle, which is going to boost your metabolism, blah, 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 blah. All those great things about protein. But I don't know what the part of the question is for too long. And honestly, to say too much protein for too long, basically, I would love to see it if everyone was getting in at least 100 grams of protein a day. You know, other people can come at me and be like, no, that's not right. But like, I don't know. I think 100 grams is good. My clients tend to use 30% of their calorie deficit towards their protein. So whatever their calorie deficit is, 30% of their calories are protein. For myself, I go a little bit higher. 
everything skewed for people who are, you know, um, obese because I would never put them on that high of protein, like I said. But again, if you want to know, work with a nutrition coach. Uh, I would, let me see. Oh, I was told eating excess protein causes weight gain. Absolutely not. Eating excess calories for too long causes weight gain. That, that's, that's that. That's, that's it. So there are so many food myths out there and it's just crazy to see. That's the first time I've heard that about protein though. I always hear it about carbs. It's like eating carbs makes you gain weight. And it's like, oh my God, you guys. No, eating excess calories for too long causes you to gain weight. So I don't know where some of this information comes from, but like there is literally a lot of crazy people on the internet. So I can see people saying that. Um, I don't know, just (laughs) be aware of who and what you are consuming on the internet because some people can come across as being super normal and not be. So, you know, do your own research. Don't just always listen to what other people are saying. And if you want to lose weight, no matter what diet you want to do, it is based on your calorie intake. So just keep that in mind. How long is too long to be on a diet? Um, again, I would say that depends for my clients. Like I like to give them a diet break, like depending on how much weight again, that they have to lose for sure. Probably every six months, like take a little break. Um, but like probably no longer like than a year. Cause like you're really starting, your metabolism is really starting to downregulate and you really have been chipping those calories down throughout that time. So For me, it would depend, you know, where their calories are sitting at, if they're seeing different changes in their health, like they're not sleeping well, mood swings, um, low energy, low motivation. Um, For extreme people, I've never seen this with my clients because it would never get to this point, but like you could be losing hair, you could be feeling cold all the time. These are all signs that you have been in a calorie deficit for too long. I I would never let anybody get to that point. So that's another, how long is too long to be on a diet? Depends on the person. So, you know, watch for signs if, and it sometimes it's hard to see unless you're like physically like writing things out. And those are actually questions that I ask my clients on a weekly basis on a scale of one to 10. What has your motivation been like on a scale of one to 10? What has your mood been like overall? Um, How motivated have you been? How well have you been sleeping? Um, Also, like, are they starting to like cheat here and there? You know, so that like that could be a sign as well. Um, Inconsistencies in, you know, what they're doing. It could be time for a diet break. And there is no shame in that. People need to know that taking diet breaks is part of it. And there's so much misinformation out there that it is hard to know what to do. And a lot of people just rely on what other people are saying and rather than just like digging in and doing scientific research. So when I started my weight loss journey, I did not have a weight loss coach. I did it all on my own, but I actually like dug into flexible dieting, dug into tracking macros, dug into different calorie calculators for 
you know, weight loss for myself and my activity level and figured out my calorie deficit from there, started tracking. Keep in mind, I had tried diets in the past and listened to other people and mainstream media and been led horribly astray by like, I did Weight Watchers because I was like, I don't know how to lose weight. Like I grew up in a small town. Um, We ate very balanced meals as a family, very active, like sports that I played, like I was in a, usually a different sport every season. And I know lots of people in bigger centers can be in multiple sports in a season, but um, wintertime was figure skating. I did track and uh, ball in the spring. Um, I also did like badminton, uh, volleyball in the winter, short stint in basketball. We only had it for one year. Man, I liked basketball. It's so aggressive. Girls are so aggressive that play basketball. Um, what else did I have available? Oh, I danced for one year because like, we didn't have dance in our small town until I was like 13. Can you imagine being a beginner dancer at the age of 13 when children are literally starting at the age of three? But it was fun. <laughs> so, and I had some other friends my age that had started too. So it was just, it was a good time. Um, what other sports? Those were, I think were the main ones anyways, but I was also like a swimming instructor um, and lifeguard and things like that. So it was like all of those things, like there was always kind of a sport or like an activity every season. And so we were active. So and my mom cooked balanced meals, meat, veg, starch. And we had a a treat cupboard full of like gushers, fruit by the foot. Um, What are the ones that you used to wrap around your finger and (laughs) fruit roll-ups? We had those and you could just help yourself to when to a treat whenever you wanted. But because I think they were readily available, I just, you know, didn't that much. But when my friends came over, they were like, your treat cupboard is the bomb. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I guess so. Like, it's good. Help yourself. Um, and then I went to university and I was drinking paralyzers. And if you don't know what a paralyzer is, it's vodka, Kahlua, like, Coke or Pepsi and milk. Some places put cream in it. Ooh, those babies are delish. It's like drinking a milkshake. I could pack away 20 of those in a night and just so many calories. <laughs> oh, well, if I knew now what, or if I knew then what I know now, man, things would be different. But I was cooking my own food then. I love making like spaghetti and meat sauce and eating large portions. And there was a fresh bagel place nearby. I would eat lots of fast food. It was just like calories on calories on calories on calories. Plus I wasn't playing sports like I used to. I'd never been in like a globo type gym. I never lifted weights or just like worked out. I just like played sports and was active. So I didn't do any of that. And yeah, I was just like gaining weight, gaining weight. And I had no idea because I wasn't really weighing myself or anything because that wasn't really a thing until the button fell off my pants one day and I was mortified. I was like, oh, that's weird. Why would the button? I think the the, the button just like got weak on these jeans. The, yeah, it got weak from my stomach extending into it. So it's like, oh, I just, I had no idea. Like I got stretch marks, um, like on my hips from it. Cause I had like a small waist and it was just like ballooning. And I didn't know, I didn't know. So like I went into Weight Watchers and 
lost the weight, but I was also like 20 years old at the time, maybe even 19. I just didn't have the money for it. So like, I didn't know how to transition into real world eating from like tracking points all the time. So I just like went back to eating my old ways, gained the weight back. Then I'm like, okay, you know, I want to lose weight. I downloaded my fitness pal. I was like 1200 calories. That sounds like a diet. You know, you eat between a thousand and 1200. That's what you eat to lose weight. And I did it. And my friend's wedding was coming up in Mexico. And I was one of her bridesmaids. And every day we were like touching each other. I'd be like down another pound, down another pound. Little did I know weight loss and fat loss are not a direct correlation of one another. I was literally just like eating away at muscle and losing water weight as well. It's just like, again, how do you think things went when I wasn't tracking and eating a thousand calories a day? Gained the weight back again, tried low carb. Like keep in mind, I was young and I had no freaking clue how any of this worked. Then like when I got into CrossFit and I was, you know, really into my health That's when I started digging into things um, before I even got certified as a nutrition coach. Like I did my research and I found out how to track properly and the calories that I should be eating. And then, and like I was deep in research and different studies. And that's, I think what people don't get. Plus they just don't care to read that shit. So I did figure it out on my own and was successful with it. And that is when I was like, you know what? I would like to, to do this more and like help other people because I love how I eat now and I eat delicious foods and I figured it out. And that is when I mentored under a dietitian for a couple of years. Um, I had got my certification as a PN1 certified nutrition coach and then mentored under her for a couple of years, learned a lot uh, working with her in, in coaching people. So that was fantastic. And that's where things are at today. But like, I didn't just go from one person to the next bopping around on the internet to trying to find what I liked, what someone was saying was the best is like, if I heard something, I would actually do research into it. And keep in mind, research is different than Googling things um, because you can literally find an argument to support anything that you want to say on the internet. If you want to find an argument that says that the sky is whatever color you want it to be, you can probably find it. So it doesn't mean that it's always accurate, but, you know, take that, take that advice as you want to. Okay. Moving on to the next one. How much do your programs cost? I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, I revamped all my programs. You can work with me um, in my membership program starting as little as $77 a month. And it goes up all the way into my private program, which is over a, currently over $1,000 a month. Um, so there is a range in there. Um, and kind of, you know, a couple different things in between. But if you really want to stay up in the know, get on my mailing list by going to, you you guessed it, thesweateffect.com. <laughs> and uh, scroll to the bottom of the page. You can jump on my mailing list there. And every once in a while, I will take on some one-on-one clients, um, which is an accountability check-in type of thing, you know, somewhere um, in and around the 
like, I'm going to say a number right now. And then someone's going to listen to this in a year and be like, oh, that's how much the program is. Like, (laughs) so get on the mailing list and you will find out the next time I'm taking on clients and how much that costs. I'm not even going to say, but it is not a thousand dollars a month that my top of the line executive program is. You just get much less with it, obviously, but it is more cost effective, but... (laughs) I'm being such an ass right now. <laughs> it's just like people listen to podcasts from like three years ago that I recorded. So it was like, obviously my prices have changed since then. And the $77 a month membership is probably going to be $97 when you listen to this. So again, jump into it now, get it for $77 and then you will always have it for $77. So that's Canadian, by the way. So if you're American, the exchange right now, I think it's like 30%. Again, that's going to probably change by the time someone listens to this in the future. So it works out to like less than $60 a month for my American clients, which they love because I do have like quite a large American following on TikTok. So I did get quite a few clients um, from there. So there you go. And uh, the last question was, how can I reach out to you for assistance? Um, you can't message me on TikTok unless I follow you. It's just a TikTok thing. It's not a me thing. But uh, yeah, so go onto Instagram at sweat underscore effect. And you can send me a DM on there, or you can email me at ash at the sweat effect.com. Either ones work if you don't have Instagram because, because junk mails hate my last name. I'm sorry. Like Gmail and Hotmail and all you guys like new love is just my last name. It's not spam. I was just born with it. Okay. Then sometimes a lot of my emails go into people's junk mail. So if you have Instagram, which I know some people don't try and reach out to me on there and then I can get you hooked up or you can go right to the website. You guessed it, the sweat <laughs> and you can sign up for the programs right on there. So if you're like, oh damn, $77 a month. I want in on that action. Just go right on there and do it. Um, but yeah, like I'm not turning this podcast into just me advertising for myself. I want to give you guys useful information that you can take and strive. And I hope that you are laughing with me and not think that I'm some sort of narcissist because I'm literally laughing at myself right now. So (laughs) it's just, those are literal questions that people had commented on my TikTok. So I was like, you know what? I should address these and then people will just know. So there you go. That is all I have for you today. That's where I'm going to leave it. And I hope you enjoyed the show. So if you could just do me a huge, huge favor, share it on your social media. It helps keep it thriving. Um, I don't get paid to do this. It actually costs me money because I send this off to um, my production person who like jazzes it up with the music and makes the sound quality sound good. So this actually costs me money. So if you could just simply share it on social media, hit me up with a tag in it at sweat effect at sweat underscore effect. Um, that would be so, so amazing. And anyways, love chatting at you guys as usual. Have a great one. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences, and daily doses of goodness until next time. Keep on having fun and keeping fit.